Hey everyone, it's Jay. And Brittany. And Tim. And we're excited to let you know about an exciting new trivia project. We have assembled 48 amazing trivia writers from around the world to contribute to the first ever Trivia Advent Calendar. It's a trivia adventure. Are you proud of yourself, Shaw? Extremely. Every day from December 1st to December 24th, players will unlock a pair of online quizzes on a variety of topics. There will be 10 questions per quiz, each generously contributed by a different writer. Wow, I just did the math in my head. And that's nearly 500 trivia questions across the month of December. That's a lot. And speaking of math, this is a project for charity with 50% of all proceeds directly benefiting World Central Kitchen, Covenant House, and Child's Play. The suggested price for this calendar is $25. But we decided to incorporate a pay-what-you-want model, so give as you're able. And yes, this does make a great gift for the trivia lover in your life. So head on over to coffee.com slash trivia advent to register today. That's ko-fi.com slash trivia advent. Thanks for listening and happy Happy holidays. holidays. final episode of Fizzy Bracketology, the all-ages podcast that believes in three things, bubbly in our glasses, talking out of our mouths, uh, and of course, crowning champions. I'm your guest host once again, Jay, and I've brought back our esteemed, and in some cases just steamed, panel of gamers ready to engage in a mortal combat of opinions to finally crown the greatest video game music of all time. Let's remind you who that esteemed panel is, uh, and we will start that roundtable with my very own special guest on the episode, my son Chris, hailing from Chicago land, and this recording's bracket master. Chris, how you doing? What you drinking? Doing well. Bringing back the first one, the vanilla cream soda, for the final episode. There you go. Can't go wrong bringing back the classic. See, the, the extra cap falling on the desk is really where you good. wanted that sound no, that effect. Was good. So well done, well done. That was uh, sending it on over north of the border to the other Chris in our panel. It is none other than Chris Nairati, a.k.a. Moo Man. You may know him from his Twitch channel. There is no easy mode hailing from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Chris, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing great because you finally nailed my last name. My See, God! The- the trick is misspell it in my notes. There you go. There you go. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be back. And, you know, I didn't I've half fasted the last couple times and grabbed just like a, a Coke from my storage that I have here of, of miscellaneous pop. I was going to in in victory of the uh, in celebration of one of the fallen. Uh, there's an Asian grocery store that sells Pokemon po- sodas close Ooh, by. Okay. And uh, I went there originally and um, they had like one for Psyduck, like it was a grape soda and a Pikachu, which was a lemon lime soda. And before there, I found Squirtle, which was sea salt and cheese soda. I've had it before. several questions. Excuse me? (laughs) The answer is yes, it tastes exactly how you would imagine. (laughs) Like the ocean? With cheese. 
<laughs> the best kind of ocean. Yeah. Wait, what? What? What in the pants does this have to do, though, with Squirtle? I don't know. It's. I mean, I, I literally have no idea. What water. does Psyduck have to do with grape? <laughs> have you not seen the internet meme about the duck in the lemonade stand? No. <gasps> hey, that is your homework. Up. Okay, okay. Well, either way, I, I have tried it before. It is an interesting. I wanted to try it on camera, but unfortunately i couldn't find it in time and then the asian grocery store closed so i didn't even get the like the pikachu or anything like that but i do have this from my cabinet which i did not uh uh, drink yet specifically canadian coca-cola made with british columbia raspberries in a nice interesting yeah i honestly thought you were going to say maple syrup i thought you were going to say canadian club so they have they have three specifically canadian ingredient coca-colas this one maple syrup and uh do you guys poutine. have birch, yeah. birch soda? Oh God, poutine. poutine. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's birch soda like rings the vaguest of bells. Yeah. It's like it, not as good root beer. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what I'm re- recalling from it. Mm-hmm. This is my first sip of it. And wow, it is very raspberry forward. It's actually quite good. <laughs> oh, very nice. It's really nice. To, I really like this. Yeah. I have to make it out to Canada to put unholy combinations of soda and ducks together, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but let's head down to, I believe it is temporarily uh, Philadelphia. Is that right? It is, yes. Uh, but originally from Louisville, Kentucky, and the owner and operator of Hindsight Trivia down those parts, it's our friend Jacob Hine. Jacob, how you doing? What you drinking? I am doing well. Uh, I am in Philadelphia for a family vacation, so I'm sitting in this hotel boardroom that I was able to sweet talk the manager and letting me use because there's a shut door and people are just wandering through the lobby. And I was like, well, that's not going to go very well for a podcast. So um, anyway, so here I am. I've got, uh, well, what was a open bottle of a smoothie that I'd gotten from across the street, and uh, I already opened it because I'm terrible at understanding how the rules work for this show um so and i'm wearing like airpods so i can't even like get it close like open it so just know that it's very good and i'm 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 good we're good all right well the the important thing is you said you got it across the street right right so it didn't cost you like 32 dollars from the mini par no no god no i'm i'm entirely too cheap for that absolutely not Well, as long as it's good, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. We'll only keep you about six or seven hours, if that's okay. Great. Can't wait. Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, anytime Uh, I can talk about video games, absolutely. Keep me up. Oh, sure. Of all the things we can and they have talked about, Jacob, I'm sure this is one of your favorite. It is. Uh, Let's move forward to our friend representing the Critical Grind Board Game Cafe in Shorewood, Illinois. None other than Sean Tennant. Sean, how you doing tonight? What you drinking? Oh, well, all well. Uh, unfortunately, I had to uh, simmer down my taste, and, and I'm stuck with just some generic tea. Uh, I've been suffering from a sore throat this week, so uh, a lot of talking, a lot of business stuff. So, uh, yeah, just make, drinking Making them money tea. moves, right? I'm hoping, hoping, trying to make new contacts and stuff like that. There you go. Well, best of luck with that. Let us know how that tea hits you. So we uh, send it over to our fifth and final panelist, hailing as uh, most of us are from the Chicagoland area. It's Jeremy Goodson. Jeremy, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing good. Uh, Really curious to see where this is going to go tonight. We have some interesting matchups. For me, though, I am uh, I'm I'm being kind of lame tonight. I'm drinking a uh, triple berry buble water. Ooh. Endorsed Ooh, hey. by Michael himself, right? Yes, exactly. That's, that's how that works. Wait, do He's... you guys get those Michael Buble ads there too? I've seen at least one, yeah. Okay, we get, I mean, he's Canadian, so we see him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, you only have the one TV channel up there, right? 
<laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Canadian TV. I mean, oh, wait, there is CTV. Dion, that does exist. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, glad to hear that y'all are having a wonderful weekend, getting fine libations in front of you. I uh, decided to go a little south of the border for myself. I'm grabbing, this is, it's hard to read because I speak English predominantly, and this is strictly speaking in Spanish because uh, it, it hails from Mexico, but I believe it's pronounced Coca-Cola. Uh, but oh. very importantly, this is Mexican Coca-Cola, so none of that they do taste differently. Syrup. And a hundred percent that sweet, sweet sugary hit. So this is gonna taste like mother's milk. I'm gonna love it. You can really taste the hecho in there. It's good stuff. It really is. I anytime I get the opportunity to find like a pure sugar cola as opposed to the abominations we get here, especially in the Midwest where you know everything is subsidized in the corn industry, I take it any chance I can get. It's just so stupid. In the Midwest, yeah. there's a, there's always corn within one mile of you. That is true, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but getting back to the bracket, friends, you may remember we started with 36 very strong contenders for this crown. Uh, after all is said and done, we're going to end with just one standing above the rest. But for this episode, we still have a little work to do as we kick things off with our Elite Eight. Now, as always, panelists, you're each going to have about a minute to make your case and cast your vote. And I do want you to remember... Uh, buzzer beaters do get reset at the start of each round of the bracket. There are going to be three rounds in this bracket. So every time we move forward, you have a chance for a buzzer beater again. Please don't forget that. As we begin with the first of our four Elite Eight matchups, it's the number one seed coming off the left side of the bracket, the Legend of Zelda, taking on perhaps an underdog, perhaps a missituated uh, game in the bracket in our 13 seed donkey kong and to kick things off chris our bracket master we're going to throw it off to you who deserves a spot in the final four i've voted against donkey kong as many times as i've been able to vote against it at this point so something tells me that legend of zelda is not going to be what tips that scale gonna save all of my actual arguments for when it comes up against something with a little bit more fight behind it legend of zelda is going on for me all right, first vote of the episode goes to The Legend of Zelda. Chris may be dismissing a giant gorilla who could pummel into the ground uh, out of hand. Let's see what happens, though, as we uh, throw it over to Moo Man. Moo Man, what do you got for us? Listen, I'm happy Donkey Kong made it this far. I re I'm reading a lot of anti-Kong anti sentimentality in this room. Just uh, uh, whatever, maybe not ja no jazz fans. Um, <laughs> but uh, listen, it, I love the music to Donkey Kong, but I think Zelda does outclass it in terms of uh, an overall franchise. You know, I, I mentioned a lot of the Donkey Kong games, which I appreciate, who don't get much love, like Tropical Freeze, Donkey Konga, Jungle Beats, even Diddy Kong Racing has some great music. But Zelda, in terms of a franchise overall, you know, you have new melodies for Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, a game I don't particularly like, but I like the music in it. So I think just in terms of franchises, I think Zelda's got Donkey Kong. Beat. All right. Sounds like that is a vote in the camp for The Legend of Zelda, making it 2 nothing as we move over to Jacob. Jacob, you could keep Donkey Kong alive or you could put the nail in the coffin. Who for you deserves to move on in this match? Yeah, I, I got to put the nail in the coffin for Donkey Kong. Uh, he had a good run. Um, but like I, everybody else has said, I really like the music from that franchise. It's fantastic, but it, it just can't hold up against Legend of Zelda. There's just too much music for too many games. Well, not too many games, but 
um, a lot of games, and each uh, installment of the game has its own very uh, eclectic and personable um, set of songs. So I, you know, it's, it's going to be Zelda for this one. I mean, I think we can all agree that there were too many of the CDI games. That that should have stopped far. Maybe earlier. three too many. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, be that as it may, The Legend of Zelda does cruise into the final four, currently up 3-0 over Donkey Kong, so it's a mathematical guarantee. But, Sean, you still have an opportunity to opine here. Uh, what do you think? Does Donkey Kong deserve more of a conversation in this matchup, or did your other panelists rightly put it out of its misery? Oh, I'm the wrong person to ask for this. I, everybody knows my feelings <laughs> about Donkey Kong. I'm sorry. You as great as a game as it was, and as <laughs> much time I played it, don't get me wrong, I loved them. They're they're good games, sure, but like man, it can't they can't hold uh, uh, to Legend of Zelda. I mean, Legend of Zelda is a great great franchise, um, and just that song just brings back like I don't know flashbacks of like wanting to break controllers as a child. <laughs> Donkey Kong, I got some, I got some, I got some hate love relationship for that game. So yeah, I will, I will say, I'll save any like details and arguments for later on for Legend of Zelda. But like it, it of course will carry my vote. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the vibe here at Donkey Kong. Did not stand a chance in this matchup, if for no other reason than uh, 40% of our panelists did not want Donkey Kong to be at this point in the matchup. Um, Jeremy, we'll come to you for final thoughts on this matchup. Uh, Legend of Zelda, is it going to sweep, or does Donkey Kong get a sympathy vote from you? Uh, Donkey Kong may be king of the Kongs, but no, it doesn't even stand a chance in this matchup. I'm sorry. Uh, hats off to Donkey Kong. Credit where credit is due. But yeah, Legend of Zelda easily gets my vote on this one. He's also not the king of the Kongs. They don't have a monarchy. Okay, so, so pedantic. Yeah, describe to me what the geopolitical structure is of the Kong <laughs> kingdom then, Chris. Well, first of all, it's not a kingdom. <laughs> I think it's more of an honorific you know, it's like the king of rock and roll. He's not an actual king, but he's a big monkey and we're not going to argue with him. Exactly. Speaking of the King of Kong, how much does Billy Mitchell suck? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what was going through that, my head as I was trying to think. That's of a whole other say. podcast, Jay. It that's really is. <laughs> Biggest douchebags in the video game industry, and that you know is what we needed a, a heel in 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 like competitive gaming. Like we needed someone to universally hate. <laughs> Well, I mean, Todd Rogers still exists, so it's it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Uh, but just to get us back on track, The Legend of Zelda easily cruises to a spot in the final four with a five nothing sweep over Donkey Kong. I guess that franchise was just monkeying around. So we move into our second match. Just something in the hurt deep inside me for a second. Go on, Jay, please. Hey, some of these are scripted and some of these are off the cuff. You'll never know which are which. <laughs> Moving into our second matchup for the Elite Eight, it is our 11 seed on the left side of the bracket, the Elder Scrolls franchise, going up against a number two seed and a powerhouse at that in the Final Fantasy franchise. Uh, Moo Man, we're going to kick things over to you for opening thoughts on this matchup. This is a fun one because it's essentially East meets West fantasy. You know, it's 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 Eastern uh, uh, sensibilities with the Final Fantasy and, and Western classic kind of D&D like fantasy with uh, with Elder Scrolls. I'm given the edge to Final Fantasy because of the variety of types of songs you get within that entire franchise. You know, even in the old 8-bit games, sometimes you'd get like a rock and roll tune, especially the battle music, not just sweeping fantasy mm -hmm. scores. 
you'd get jazz, uh, you'd get the Chocobo theme, which is always remake, remake, remade in every game. I think one time it was Surf Rock, which is great. Uh, Nobuo Matsu, who composed the all the eight bit ones, I think, like he stayed on till like ten and then did guest spots every once in a while. His roots is essentially like prog rock, so like Rush and stuff like that. <laughs> and when you listen to right now, he he pretty much is retired and he just goes on tour with a a cover band of his own music. Uh, either one's one was called the Black Mages, I think one's called like the Bearded Papas or something like that. But he just goes around with with like a with like a, a uh, like a like a prog band playing Final <laughs> Fantasy music, and that's freaking awesome. And it holds up. Uh, it's I don't know. You look at the, how huge that franchise is with Tactics, Crystal Chronicles. There's just a lot of composers who've gotten the ball in Final Fantasy more so than Elder Scrolls. So I'm giving it to Final Fantasy. All right, early vote in for Final Fantasy. And I do have to ask, Moo Man, why why was the name Spoonie Bards not on the table for that band? <laughs> it's You're going right to have there. to ask Nobuo Umatsu. Yeah. Low hanging fruit, admittedly, but it's so on brand. Uh, Be let's. Fair. I don't think they are 100% no English. It valid there. Let's uh, move forward to Jacob for the second vote in this matchup. Final Fantasy off to an early one nothing lead. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, this is also a tough one for me. I, I really like both these franchises. Um, and in kind of reviewing my, my choice for this one, I had to look at kind of longevity of, of music. And I realized that Elder Scrolls has had a, had a you know, pretty good run throughout the last couple of years. But when it comes to memor- memorability, I guess is the word of music. Um, I think Final Fantasy does have the edge here. Uh, there's just, there's, there's so much different levels of, of music for all of the different um, instances of the game that you see. You go from 8-bit music to the more modern stuff like Final Fantasy 14 and all that. And it's just, it's so diverse and it's every, game has its own kind of set sound and i i just think it it's too good not to be noted here against elder scrolls so yes i'm going with uh with final fantasy on this one all right final fantasy off to a two nothing lead we could have another lock pretty early in the uh final four all depends on sean and where your opinion falls elder scrolls or final fantasy um yeah this everyone's been kind of saying and i guess i'll just gonna repeat here just the right it's it's a tough one both amazing franchises but i when i sat down and i thought about the two i had to think about like you know again me coming in here i have less of the musical experience and things like that i just have the straight raw gameplay and i just think about like how fun it was to play and 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 um and just like what what the music added to the gameplay and Elder Scrolls was, I think, amazing in its sense that like you could just be trudging through the woods and collecting resources, and things like that. And the next thing you know, the the music changes and you're like, ah, crap, you're on the lookout. You have no idea what you're getting attacked by. It could be wolves. It could be a, a gorilla or who knows or dragons show up sometimes. And I think later versions. Um, and that I thought was an amazing aspect, but I go back to final fantasy and, and I think a couple of, you know, Moo man, you said specifically just how, like the variety of music, you know, each time you run into battle in elder scrolls, the music was relatively the same, but like every battle, every chapter of the, of every game, there was so much music to pick from like, and they've spent a lot of time and effort and in the 30 plus years of the franchise has been around um to just dedicate to like making the game 
adding more value to the playability of the game with the music. It really fit the scenes. It really fit. And then I just think overall, like it's just, again, just a better franchise when it comes to the, the, the music and how the music uh, folded in with like how you played the game. So final fantasy has got to get my vote in this one. Unfortunately, elder scrolls is probably one of my top games, but like, yeah, final fantasy for talking strictly music. I just think there's just more there to, to, to hold, to hold on to. All right, Sean. Sounds like you kind of voted away from your heart and with your brain on that one. Yeah. Doesn't, uh, <laughs> doesn't affect me none. I get paid the same either way. Uh, nothing. Uh, but Final Fantasy will, in fact, be moving on to our final four. It is three nothing. Let's see if we're going to have back to back sweeps as we throw it over to Jeremy for some thoughts. So I just want to echo everybody else here. I, th- I think I think y'all got it right. There's this isn't really even for me as much as I love the Elder Scrolls games. I do think the music I I think it deserves to be this far into the contest uh, easily, but uh, it's up against Final Fantasy, uh, which, in my opinion, and I will save some of my arguments for later, is one of the greatest franchise musics of all time. Uh, Just throughout every single game, it holds up and it puts you into the game. And it, you can listen to it without playing the game because it is that good. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I won't go on forever here. Just Final Fantasy, easy vote for me. All right, Final Fantasy up for nothing. It goes down to Chris. Uh, your opinion still very much matters here. Do we have a sweep? Does Elder Scrolls deserve a vote for the Final Four, even though it can't make it? You get the final say. In comparison to Elder Scrolls, Final Fantasy is a lot more willing to throw in new musical genres and styles with elder scrolls you get a lot of the orchestra you get a lot of the dingy cave style stuff you get you get a couple of other things but it keeps to what it knows and final fantasy is willing to throw in a rock song it's willing to throw it in up some pop stuff it's willing to use different genres on a vote for its willingness to diversify All right. And that puts an end to the Elder Scrolls on this one as I scroll away from their name on our bracket. Final Fantasy takes the five nothing victory into the final four. And gentlemen, I think we're speed running the Elite Eight here. Uh, Everybody has been in lockstep. Let's see if that falls uh, suit in the second half of the Elite Eight. Moving over to the right hand side of our bracket, where the right side number one overall seed Sonic uh, is about to do battle with the, again, surprising maybe 13 seed in the Elite Eight in the God of War franchise. For this one, Jacob, we're going to start with you to open it up. So this one, as I look at it, it's, it's kind of what happened with uh, with Sean earlier. I, I have to vote with my mind and not my heart. Um, God of War and the orchestral um, magnificence you get with that with that game and franchise is, is so good, and it it fits the story so well. But if we're talking about an overall collection over a franchise, Sonic has to take it here, just because there's there's so much diversity, so much um, nostalgia, so much music that puts you in the level you're in and it can be replayed through multiple generations. Um, I mean, Emerald Green Hill is like just everybody knows it. So, I mean, it, it's kind of synonymous with, with the character of Sonic. So uh, you just kind of have to, you kind of have to give it to Sonic on this one, even though I think God of War is absolutely in the right spot. Um, but anyway, I, I think, uh, I think Sonic's the way to go on this one. 
All right, Sonic jumping out to a one nothing lead. I think uh, Jacob voted despite himself on that one, but as long as you're happy with the decision, I'm happy with it as well. Sean, we're going to throw it over to you to cast the second vote. Sonic off to a one nothing lead. Oh my gosh, I don't know about this one. Um, I got to give Sonic its credit, right? It's it's been a long franchise. It's been along for a long time. A lot of lot of lot of great games. Um. But I don't have it, and I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't a Sega kid growing up, <laughs> like so. I didn't. Oh, here it I, comes. Here yeah, it comes. Like, um, the nostalgia bias, and, and it, it, yeah, and like, <laughs> hey, I say it. You know, I I come into these trying to like listen to the music as best that I can, but at the end of the day, like, I you know, I just it, I I have to go back and remember like sitting down and playing these games. And when I was younger, sure, the Sonic games were fun. I had, you know, I played them here and there at a friend's house and things like that. But like God of War, man, I've, I don't know, like, I got, I don't know. This was a, this was a really tough one for me too. Cause I know Sonic is an amazing franchise and, and, and it's, it is, I mean, it's a number one seed for an obvious reason against a 13, which is insane. Um, I'm going to, I don't know. I can't pass, can I? <laughs> like, no, I'm uh, going to hold you to a vote, my friend. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go God of War. And, and, and this one, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll have fun arguing in the next round, but God of War, definitely. Like I've put a lot more time into that game. I over the franchise over the years and I super love the game. Um, and it's just, it's provided a lot of variety over the years where I feel like Sonic and I'm probably making an absolute wrong statement here. Just kind of like to me got generic over time and it was the same, same thing. You run around doing stuff. I, I said, this might be the wrong statement, but like God of War always had something to it for me personally. So uh, save it for your turn. Move, man. We'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. I can get you that for this one i'm fine uh i'm gonna go god of war on this one so (laughs) all right proving there are in fact five different people on this panel we (laughs) have a distinction between the votes for the first time in the episode as uh sean gives god of war the nod it is now knotted up at one to one again three votes will move you into the final four jeremy who's getting that all-important second vote this out of almost all the matchups tonight for me is one of the hardest I am not going to lie because on one hand you have Sonic, which is one of my favorite franchises of all time as a kid. I think I I think since I was a kid, I've played every game as a kid. I read all the comic series. I watched all the cartoons like I am a gigantic Sonic fan. And those comics went weird places. They did. They got really, really weird. They got really dark. (laughs) Um, But we got to go back to the like the video game side of this um, because there's all the other media with Sonic, which uh, is just fantastic. But the game soundtrack are iconic and uh, it's really hard to, you know, not hear a song from Sonic and know that's a song from Sonic like the, they're they are what they are. But it's up against God of War as well. And this is why I'm so torn is because God of War is just one of those fantastic orchestral soundtracks and it puts you into the game and keeps you there. And as the, the themes of the games have changed from Greek gods, you had the more like Greek sounding orchestras and uh, everything with that music. And it moved into the Norse side of things and it sounds more Norse, you know, with Ragnarok and just the first God of War. What did we call it? Like a, not a reboot, but a, a requel. Re- requel, requel, yeah, requel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, 
and the music is just spot on. And what this is going to come down to me, I, I already know. I'm like 99% sure I know what's going to win this. Um, but I, I really th- thought about this. Like, which one would I just throw on and listen to and vibe to? Or if there was a concert in town, like an orchestra is coming to play one of these games franchise music, which one would I actually pay money to go see? And for me, that would be God of War. I, I hate to do this to Sonic, but... God of War is going to get my vote. Like I said, I, I know I know where at least one of these votes is going. So um, I have a feeling I know where the other one's going. Uh, but yeah, God of War, I, it it deserves the nod. It deserves to be where it's at here. And even if it doesn't move on, um, it put up a good fight. All right. We have ourselves the makings of a possible upset as God of War jumps out to a 2-1 lead over Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, we're going to send it over to Chris, our bracket master. Are you going to nod it up or does God of War make the final four? You put me in an interesting position here because I am very certain of what Moo is going to do. Who knows? Feel, I'm full of surprises. <laughs> I feel very <laughs> confident in his vote. So I could either vote with what I actually feel or I could be the worst person. Do you want to make an love enemy for life, Chris? Being the worst You're person. younger than me. It'll last longer for you. <laughs> do it. Do it, Chris. Do it. No, it won't. Really. It'll last exactly <laughs> as long for you as it does for me. That's a good point. That's a good point. Unless I think very far in advance. Anyway, go on. Wow, Rails, this podcast was on them at one point, right? <laughs> like the Sonic comics, this got really dark. <laughs> I learned it from Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog taught me how to do this. You know what? I'm going to be a good person. Voting for Sonic. <sighs> You had us there for a hot minute, Chris. You honestly, I'm not you're giving me lie. a bit of a heart palpitation. I was waiting here. for the heel turn, honestly. <laughs> it is. It, it What it was, I had your back with the in, new indie games. So, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I see we have a, a coalition of Chris's forming here kind of in real time uh be that as it may it is a two two match we will need that all important fifth vote that vote does belong to moo man but first <laughs> There is an opportunity, as necessary as it may not be, for a buzzer beater. If any of our four other panelists want to launch it for the round, 30 seconds to sway Moo Man or attempt to any way you like, uh, let me know now. What's Go the ahead, point? throw the your point? buzzer beater away. You know what? Sure. Chris is taking the buzzer beater. You have 30 but seconds. But you already voted for Sonic. Why are you trying to convince me otherwise? It would be very, very funny if you voted for God of War. <laughs> it would. That's a good point. Absolutely hilarious. That would I be, just want you to know that. That would be the most hilarious thing to happen. Yeah. Wait, can, right, we, can we do a veto? Can we just do no. a veto of whatever Moon Man's is? Okay, all right. No, you had a chance to launch a buzzer beater. You I said, know, no, 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 no. I'll save it for the next match, and that's it. Uh, Chris, is that it for your buzzer beater? Yeah. All right. You, the, the field has tried to sway you, Moon Man. You, you could fall on either side of the razor's edge here. It's who can say, really. Uh, importantly, the time is yours so, to cast so, the so, all-important so, final so, vote. So, Sonic the Hedgehog. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Dave, did you did you plan this specifically so that I would go last on the Sonic round? Because <laughs> this was torture. This was torture. Oh, Just trying to be as quiet as I possibly could, failing somewhat. <laughs> it, it this was hard. I yeah, all, all my pro Sonic stuff. I'm going to I'm going to save my ammunition for the next time Sonic rears his head, his spiky blue head. But yeah, no, definitely voting Sonic this time. 
as if there was ever any doubt. Sonic does, in fact, move on in a close one, though. Honorable uh, shout to God of War. It was three to two, and that is as close as it can be and far closer than any other matchup has been this episode so far. Let's see what happens with our fourth and final matchup in the Elite Eight as Street Fighter, our sixth seed on the right, goes up against the number two seed, little franchise out of Japan called Mario. And this time around, I believe, Sean, you open the floor. So this is going to good one. This is a this was a good, good, close, close call on this one. I mean, Street Fighter has its credit. Um, I think I said it in last round, like I loved the Street Fighter for the fact that it had so many songs. Every character has its own its own soundtrack, basically. Um, every fight was unique in its own right and stuff like that. And it is it's a long franchise. We expect to see Street Fighter for you know probably the next 20 years or whatever. Um, but I, I got to vote with Mario based on just the sheer volume of music and songs and games and just and 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 it's it's just such an iconic figure um everybody knows mario you know there is a like you could be a gamer and still not know what street fighter is just because it's not your thing right everybody who picks up a controller knows what mario is um so i'm just gonna go with mario simply based on the fact that like yeah it's it's a goliath of games um and i think it's you know i expect it to i expected it to make it to to definitely a top contender in this bracket so all right your vote has been cast for mario off to an early one nothing lead and i believe it was uh able to be summed up in the word come on uh <laughs> let me know if i'm wrong on that as we move to jeremy to cast vote number two mario up one nothing for you oh it's a me <laughs> it is a sitting on that one for how long <laughs> oh a while um I, uh, credit where credit is due to street fighter it's it's a good franchise. Uh, I do appreciate what they've done with it. I, I like that you know every character, every map has its own theme. They update the music for every game that comes out. It's not really my cup of tea for the most part. I've never been a giant fan of the Street Fighter music, so um, you know I, I could save some Mario ammunition for later. Uh, but you know I mentioned it earlier. This could have been for me uh, even up to this point Super Mario RPG and forget the rest of the franchise. And it would still deserve to be in this spot. So I really need to play that game. The remake's it's, coming out. Yeah, it's coming it out coming on Switch out. soon. So <gasps> no way. Yes. All right. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this, this is an easy Mario for me. Things are going to get really tough this next round. So I'm going to save opinions. All right. Seems to be uh, part and parcel of how the Elite Eight's going to go. Mario up to nothing can put Street Fighter to bed. Chris, what do you think? Never really played Street Fighter, to be totally honest. Just not a Street Fighter person. <laughs> Passing familiarity at best. <laughs> Sucks that it's not getting as much of a chance with me, at me as it probably should, but I doubt there was much it could do to beat Mario in my eyes. All right, so that sounds like that's a vote cast for... Mario. It's, it's Mario. All right. It's, look, we live in a society and you will say the thing you vote for on my watch, young man. Uh, Mario is cruising into the final four, up three nothing for now over Street Fighter. Let's see where the last two opinions fall as we send it over to Moo Man. I'm really happy Street Fighter, much like Donkey Kong, made it this far. I think it definitely deserves to be here. But I mean, Mario's just had like a just a cakewalk with all his previous matchups and this is no exception it's you know it's the mickey mouse of video games for a reason his music 
much like his series is very iconic. I mean, case in point, the Mario movie was just chock full of Easter eggs from so many different games of his. And like you say to one person, they they know what you're talking about, even though you sound like a moron. <laughs> um, yeah, Mario. Good job, Mario. Wow, you did it. What a shocker. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. You met parameters. <laughs> All right, that's four nothing. Is it going to be a sweep? Let's find out. Jacob, uh, final vote comes to you in the Elite Eight. Yeah, it's a sweep. Uh, Mario is a no-brainer on this one. Street Fighter... I think probably went a little, maybe one one slot more than it was supposed to, but that's okay. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it was a decent franchise, but no, it's not even close. Mario takes the cake here. Mario gets the cake here because Peach bakes him a cake. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> nice callback Easter egg reference there. Uh, five votes to nothing moves Mario into our final four. And I'm sorry, Street Fighter. Turns out your votes are in another castle. <laughs> Again, some of these are scripted, some of them are not. Uh, that puts an end to the Elite Eight, but not an end to the episode because we still have some work to do. Hi, I'm Jay, host of the new podcast, Verboten. I'm Brittany, one half of the team behind Frenemy Trivia. And I'm Jeremy, the newest member of the Pub Trivia Experience podcast. And we're coming together today to tell you that this show is sponsored by Critical Grind Board Game Cafe. Critical Grind holds a special place in all three of our hearts. It's a wonderful place to get together with old friends or make some new ones. Whether you're after one of their mini fantastic coffee drinks or one of their signature toasts, Critical Grind's got you covered. With an enormous library of tabletop games available, it's a fantastic place to unwind and celebrate your inner nerd. Critical Grind is a recognized gaming safe space, which means you can truly be yourself there. Critical Grind was recently voted Best in Family Recreation for 2023 in its area. And with their new expansion, there's even more fun to come in the future. So check them out near the intersection of Black Road and Route 59 in Shorewood, Illinois. Or if you're not local, find out more about them anyway at linktree.com slash criticalgrind. Either way, tell Dana and Sean we say hi. Critical Grind Board Game Cafe. Life is short. Play more games. Proud supporters of the PTE Network. And vice versa. Uh, but just to recap where we're at so far, the favorites have moved into their respective spots in the Final Four as we are about to determine the greatest video game music of all time among these four quality contenders. The Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy, Sonic, and Mario. Uh, with the Elite Eight behind us, friends, it means it's time, of course, for the final pour. Uh, just to give you some context here, our last four remaining contenders in this bracket, uh, to put their impact on the world of video games into just a little bit of context, uh, they account for well over 400 total released games. Uh, the average length of each series since its debut is almost 37 years. Uh, combined, they have moved almost one and a half billion total games all time. Uh, and among these four franchises, you will find 24 entries on Wikipedia's list of video games considered the best. I mean that literally. That is the name of the entry, list of video games considered the best. Uh, it lists games that have been found on at least six different editorial lists of the greatest video games of all time. So to put it bluntly, these are the best of the best. 
let's find out who the best of the best of the best is as we start <laughs> off the final pour uh, with a powerhouse matchup. I don't think anybody is eager to make this decision. Uh, but Jeremy, we're going to start with you to make the first one. You have to decide who moves on to the finals between The Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy. This is a really interesting Final Four, I will say that, because on one half of the bracket, you've got the Fantasy Quest uh, franchises. And on the other half, you've got what started out as the platformer uh, franchises. Um, but we're talking about Legend of Zelda versus Final Fantasy, so we'll, we'll talk about the other two later. Uh, this is This is not easy for me at all. I adore both of these franchises uh, for different reasons. Uh, you know, Zelda being more the action platformer or not platformer action action. It's not really RPG either. I don't really know what you call it. It's action adventure game versus the uh, Final Fantasy JRPG moving on to more of the action RPG now. <sighs> Again, this is really tough because last round I'd mentioned which one of these would I like to go see in concert, uh, which is why I voted God of War. When it comes to Zelda or Final Fantasy, both easily, hands down. Um, I, I think for this, because they are both so good, it's going to come down to what would I listen to more often and which game has had more of an impact on me throughout the years. Uh, because the music just speaks for itself in both of these games. I can't even really argue that. Uh, and for me, uh, the one that I feel has the more... The more uh, influential soundtrack on me, the songs that will just get stuck in my head all the time uh, or that I will just listen to more often in general uh, because it brings me back to the games is going to be Final Fantasy. So Final Fantasy is getting my vote. And Final Fantasy gets the first vote of the final four. Uh, Jeremy, I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire on that one too hard. You've made your case. Let's see what happens with the rest of our panel. Chris, we're going to throw to you. Final Fantasy, as a reminder, is currently up 1-0. All right. I love that you stretched before this for the benefit of literally nobody listening. <laughs> He's getting ready to lift. This is, like Jeremy said, an extremely difficult matchup to actually decide. Uh, when I was seeding this, it literally came down to a coin flip on who I was going to put in at first seed and second seed. I could not make a decision. Well, good news for you. <laughs> I have to now, but... Thanks, past me, for delaying this one. The Legend of Zelda's music is used more often in gameplay as mechanics. The ocarina, the wind waker, all of the Majora's Mask instruments, you have like seven. I mean, you have five, but I'm lying now. The amount of times you play each song in the, especially the N64 Zelda games, really makes them resonate with you you know by heart Zelda's lullaby, and you know the inputs to play Zelda's lullaby. You can't, it's not just humming along. You can technically kind of, if you squint, put it on, on a piece of sheet music. So with all that said, I'm voting for The Legend of Zelda. Right, that is that's an interesting and no, by no means invalid perspective on which one should move on to the uh, finals there. It is a one-to-one -one matchup now, though, as The Legend of Zelda has knotted it up with Final Fantasy. Moo Man, we're going to throw to you to break that tie. 
God, this is hard. This is the hardest one for me, hands down. And just looking at what we have left might be my hardest decision. Um, I have such an emotional tie to both of these franchises, both musically and g- gameplay wise. And yeah, Chris, like like you brought up, the the tie of mechanics, gameplay mechanics to Zelda really makes it interesting from a gameplay perspective. Uh, Ocarina of Time, I think, is the first Zelda that I actually beat. I was old enough to understand how to do the puzzles <laughs> and actually get through it. And so Koji Kondo, the composer of most of the Zelda games, was so smart in that he could compose like 12 songs with like, I think like five notes. It's really a, a creative exercise that he just nailed. Each one of those songs are very <laughs> memorable. And when the franchises got more complicated and they were able to do more, they still really excelled. I, I think of Breath of the Wild and the context sense of music when you get close to a guard, guardian and hear the piano music. It's, it's the trauma haunting. is returning. Yeah. But th- thinking about it, I, I, I think back to Final Fantasy VII and the moment I'm on the overworld uh, uh, state area and I just put the controller down because the music is so good, I don't want to hit a random battle. I just want to listen to the music and just take it in and just enjoy the moment. Like Legend of Zelda is great. Very simple music, and but very, very, very iconic. It's like Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star. Final Fantasy music is like the 1812 Overture or like Bohemian Rhapsody. You have Dancing Mad, the final boss music of Final Fantasy VI, which is a 12-minute rock opera. It's It goes through phases and it goes places. Final Fantasy even has its own rhythm game just of Final Fantasy music called Theater Heaven. If or theater theater rhythm, theater rhythm. If that's not a glowing endorsement just of the music, not even the gameplay or anything else, just the music of Final Fantasy, I don't know what is. So, even though I love love the music of both these games, the slightest of edge for me goes to Final Fantasy. And good news for the rest of our panelists, the Coalition of Chris's have finally officially broken up on that as Final (laughs) Fantasy takes a 2-1 lead and is one vote away from the finals of this tournament. Jacob, does it go on or do we have a tie and the uh, passing of the buck? Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Sorry, Sean. Uh, I, I know. I know. This one's tough. This one's really tough. We're going to have to kill Um, one of our babies. That's what it comes down to. (laughs) All right. Yeah, thanks. Um, No. Who's going out back? So I have a shirt at home. I have a shirt at home that has um, the Song of Storms on its staff that you see, and it says, Make It Rain on it. And uh, everybody who's played that game gets the joke um, because the music from the Zelda games is so iconic and so memorable. Um, kind of echoing back to what Chris said, there's so many different instruments that are included in all the games that you play that music is not just a part of the game. It's it's literally part of the story. I know we mentioned that previously when it's been up against other games in this bracket. But I just feel like it's, it's too... The Legend of Zelda is just too synonymous with the gameplay that you experience that it just... It can't not move on. Um, so... Sorry, Sean, but uh, you're going to be the tiebreaker here. Legend of Zelda is my vote. 
and we have ourselves a nail biter. Legend of Zelda has made up some ground. It is now two to two for one of the two remaining spots in this bracket. Uh, Sean, you are going to get the final vote on this, the all important vote. But first, new round, new buzzer beaters. Uh, Chris, that includes you as well, just to remind you. 30 seconds to sway Sean. Either way, choice is yours. Is anybody going to launch one here? I will. Oh God, Jeremy <laughs> is launching his buzzer beater. I'll give you 30 seconds to say whatever you think you need to say. Uh, the, the, just the more I sat here and thought about it and everything, um, my vote would be more rock solid at this point, because as much as I love Zelda, and it really is synonymous with some of the gameplay, I have never been emotionally tied to that music like I have Final Fantasy. There are songs of Final Fantasy that hit the right parts of the game that will make you cry. Uh, they're ones that will make you just like get really happy and just just feel all breaths of emotion, which I've never gotten from Zelda. I mean, maybe, maybe a little bit on the happy side because it's just happy go lucky music in a lot of a lot of parts that just kind of fits. But I have never really played many series out there, at least nothing left on this list. Uh, rest in peace, Chrono Trigger, uh, where a scene in a game has like emotionally like wrecked me. And the music really made that more than the story. So that that that's my uh, push on that is emotional attachment to songs. All right. Well, the good news for everybody who is secretly wishing that Zelda takes this spot is that uh, Jeremy's buzzer beater doesn't count as a vote. It's only an opportunity to sway Sean one way or the other. Sean, final word comes to you. Who's moving on to the finals of our bracket? Is it The Legend of Zelda or Final Fantasy? God, I don't know what to do here. My two favorite games of all time, if I had to rate anything, were Link to the Past and Final Fantasy XII are just some of the games I have absolutely put an inordinate amount of time in. And both of them are just just amazing for the music, for the, the gameplay, everything all around. And, and I don't know. This was a tough one. I will say this. I think my my uh, my determining vote came down to something that Zelda Zelda did something that no video game has ever done before. Like not I shouldn't say hasn't done. I've played every game out there. I loved incorporating the music in into the gameplay You know, with Ocarina of Time. I thought that was fundamentally just a great aspect of a game. It was a great use of a mechanic that uh, uh if you all remember, playing on the N64 controller was really weird because it was the first wicked controller that came out that wasn't just four buttons and a diagonal pad, right? And so it was like, what are we doing with this thing? And Zelda Ocarina of Time made use of that. And I thought that was brilliant. And I think fair, I'm going to... confusion also came from the fact there's three <laughs> prongs for two hands. Yes, yes, absolutely. It was definitely, definitely one of a kind kind of thing. And I think that is going to sway my vote in the sense is that as, as beautiful as these franchises are, and I can't give them enough recognition, Zelda just did something a little different that a lot of franchises don't do. And they incorporated they you played an instrument in a game, which I thought was a really great aspect, especially as early on as it was right. We're talking, when did when did the Nintendo sixty four come out? Ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety six. Yeah, so I mean that was 96, yeah. early on. You know, there was still early game development, and they did something beautiful with it. So I'm gonna give the edge to Zelda on this one. Yeah, it's really hard, but I got to do it. <laughs> 
may have been the toughest matchup we have had in this entire tournament to date, uh, just based on the the conflict I heard from all five of our panelists on this. But by the slimmest, I think, of margins, The Legend of Zelda has moved on and will take a spot in the finals while Final Fantasy F's in chat for you. Uh, let's find out who The Legend of Zelda is going to have to face if it wants the crown as we move over to the right-hand side of our bracket for our semifinal match between the number one seed on the right, Sonic, and the number two seed, Mario, two very different variations on the same theme, just like it was on the left-hand side. Uh, but Chris, our bracket master, we're going to start with you on this one. Take us away. Oh, good Lord. I have made it known my predilection for games that include some form of lyrical song. I mentioned it in the Persona battle. I, I really like when games are willing to have a sound that I like when they have a singer is what I'm getting at here. I am all of me, uh, City Escape, all, all of these Sonic tracks feel more impressive to me because it feels like someone is there singing and feeling this next to you. So I'm going to be voting for Sonic. All right, an early vote for Sonic takes the lead over Mario and that... All things considered makes sense. Mario, you have to do some long, uh, fast accelerations to, to speed run. Sonic just has it out of the gate. Uh, Moonman, we'll move over to you. See if Sonic jumps up to nothing or if we've got ourselves a ball game here. God, Sonic versus Mario. I'm in the 16-bit game wars all over again. I'm getting just PTSD flashbacks, reading GamePro magazine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, listen. Listen, guys, listen. <laughs> I'm voting Sonic. You know this already. <laughs> I am an unabashed Sega fanboy, but this is my reasoning here. Much like how Sega tried to sell it to you, Sonic's music is just cooler than Mario's. Mario's is very iconic. Granted, Koji Kondo is a genius. However, it, it's like light samba beats and like elevator music. Sonic has jazz, funk, soul, rock, rap music with knuckles music in sonic adventure one and two and i jeremy i i humbly disagree sonic music orchestrated right now there's the symphony of sonic it's just started its tour i've i've listened to it on youtube orchestrated sonic music kicks ass <laughs> it kicks so much ass it, it reinvents itself from game to game i mean the 16-bit era has its own sound kind of funky poppy stuff but then you get the rock and the harder hitting stuff from the adventure era you get orchestrated soundtracks from the more recent one it's it's all over the place unless we forget sonic 3's music this has been confirmed michael jackson did work on the music to sonic 3 <laughs> the king of pop himself and those tracks show it too they are really solid stuff so as much as mario is iconic and i, I tip my hat to him sonic the music is just cool it's it, it, it got my, i still love funk music probably because i grew up with sonic games so i'm, I'm going for the hedgehog here as if it was a surprise and the coalition of Chris's is back in lockstep. Sonic out to a 2-0 lead and can put this one away with one more vote for a spot in the finals. Is Mario going to be, I will say, emotionally upset at this, even though they are uh, the underdog on paper here? Uh, we'll find out as we throw the opportunity to Jacob. 
so this one this one's tough uh these are two franchises i actually grew up originally as a sega genesis kid and then i had a, a friend who had uh, all the nintendo consoles so i really got the best of both worlds the mario franchise i think is more memorable the music in it is probably a bit more memorable um and you know the way that they incorporated all of it in the movie obviously made sense and it it was able to attract um, love from all ages of people, even people who whose kids were growing up with Sega or sorry with Nintendo's in the eighties and nineties. Um, you know they all they all knew the music, so nothing was surprising. However, I I know how diverse the Sonic music is, um, so that also brings up a very interesting point because this entire bracket I've been arguing about diversity and and what brings you into the game and what allows you to lose yourself I guess in the game um, and while both of these do that very well Sonic has my vote on this one um, I, I it's hard for me to say that but if, if we're actually talking about both of these Sonic Sonic takes takes it on here Rolling around at the, the speed, speed of sound. Of sound. <laughs> Three nothing as Sonic has stamped a ticket in the final matchup. Uh, it's a no longer you, Mario, but it could be closer than it seems right now. There are two more votes to be cast, whether or not they sway the final result. Uh, Sean, we're going to come to you. And I think uh, the most important question I've asked of any matchup uh, in this context is about to hit. Did your other panelists get this one right? Um, I think in the last bracket, I said it, you know, I, I may mention I was just not a huge Sonic fan and God of War definitely had a place, but like coming down to it between Sonic and Mario. Yes. A lot of the real good things were said, like Sonic does have a good soundtrack. There's a lot of effort put into it. And Mario was rinse and repeat as a Goliath that it is. Um, it, it, it's, it is, everybody knows it, you know, it's, it is, it, the music is just what it is. Um, but like, yeah, like I, the Michael Jackson fact caught my interest. I actually, actually had to go look that up. I did not know that. Um, and so I'll, I'll give my vote to Sonic simply because one, it doesn't matter, but two, um, <laughs> I kind of like, I liked what people were saying. Somewhat more on the technical, technical side of things where like, there is a lot of diversity to the music. The music is dynamically different. There's different styles, different genres. That's kind of cool. And I like seeing that in soundtracks. And with that said, Sonic up for nothing. It could be a sweep going into the finals. Jeremy, uh, final vote cast here. Sonic or Mario, who won that war in your mind? So a lot of my arguments uh, were taken here. Uh, when it comes down to the two, for the most part, Sonic really does have the most diverse soundtrack. Nobody's even mentioned Sonic Frontiers, which Ooh. is the new game, um, yeah. which uh, seems like it would be up Chris's alley because it's a mix of orchestral and um, J-pop on the game. Saving that which, for the Zelda matchup. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> sorry, you can use it again, but uh, it's an it, it's interesting how how they've evolved over the years, but. Even though I think Sonic probably did get the right vote here, I am going to toss a sympathy vote to Mario once again, simply because one of my favorite video game soundtracks of all time is Super Mario RPG. I've mentioned it a bunch tonight. Oh, you've never, uh, I don't think you've mentioned I've that. I've never actually. heard of that. What is I've this actually game? mentioned a bunch of Super Mario RPG. I've never heard of it. <laughs> um, but no, it, it really is a fantastic soundtrack. It's completely different from the rest of the series. They do incorporate some of the Mario music into it and they do it very well. 
um, for putting out a whole soundtrack. But they said sympathy vote to Mario. I don't think it should be sweeped or should be swept. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think this is the right choice. I don't think the phrase I have a sympathy vote for Mario has ever been uttered in a video game context before. And yet here we are as Sonic does move on to the finals, taking out the juggernaut that is the Mario series four to one. As a reminder, I stopped trying to figure out how many games are in the Mario series for the lead up into the final four at 300. So oh, yeah, because if you're including all like Mario Karts and the Mario Mario sports, parties and, yeah, and Mario and tennis, and games, Mario, Mario and Dude, Sonic at the Olympic the games, games. <laughs> Mario is missing. Smash Brothers. Yeah. Now, do we count <laughs> the Donkey Kong series as a Mario spinoff? <laughs> See, that's why I'm glad I didn't have I to did. do that math. <laughs> I did not, and I was the bracket master, so. My word on that one is final, at least. Over 830 million Mario games have been sold, but Sonic has won, and we will hear from all five of our panelists just a little bit more about Sonic in just a minute as we reach the finals of this grand endeavor. We are about to crown, gentlemen, the greatest video game music of all time. Coming this November... From the network that brings you the pub trivia experience, boozy bracketology, and frenemy trivia, a new word game podcast that promises to entertain you in 30 words or less, or it's free, Verboten. Listen in every Tuesday as two teams of competitors square off to try to prove that they have the best words. They'll be joined by our host, the hardest working woman in trivia, Jay Borsum of Liquid Courage Entertainment. In round one, our players will have to prove their word association skills. In round two, their memory will be tested. And in round three, they'll have to untangle the clues that Jay herself has to offer. No two clues will be alike, because on this show, repeating yourself is strictly verboten. Coming soon to the PTE Network. Coming in from the left side, our number one seed. It had to defeat Shantae, Mega Man, Rockman, Donkey Kong, and Final Fantasy for a spot in the finals. It is the Legend of Zelda. And coming out of the right-hand side of our bracket, having defeated the Xeno series, Pokemon, God of War, and upending Mario himself, it is Sonic the Hedgehog. It is a battle of the ages. Only one of these two franchises can be crowned the greatest video game music of all time. And the first vote is going to fall to Moo Man on this. I will be totally honest. I'm surprised and elated that Sonic made it past the last round. I did not think that was going to happen. And I uh, am a little caught off guard. Um, Because in my mind, I was already thinking like, oh, between how do I choose between Zelda and Mario? But now I need to decide how do I choose between Sonic and Mario? Or Sonic and uh, uh, yeah, no, you are between those. I already did it. Did that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not as easy as uh, my my previous pro Sonic stance has been, because the Legend of Zelda series is so solid in this music department. It's it's very like I said, very iconic, and like has been previously said, has some great connections with the gameplay. I think. This is where I have to turn off my emotional brain 
and think with my Vulcan brain and think with logic because I have emotional connections to both of these, you know, Zelda, uh, 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 I, I, I played, I didn't have an N64, but I went over to my friend's house every day to play that game. And it was with the NES one and Sonic was the first game I ever played. So of course I have some nostalgia there, um, putting mildly. If I was to just listen to these back to back, they are very different soundtracks, <laughs> very, very different soundtracks. So I, I think it's still Sonic, even with the emotion out, um, cause I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the soundtracks on repeat for, for video game trivia all the time and Zelda pops up. I hear some great tracks now and then, uh, you know, the, uh, um, the main theme Zelda's lullaby song of storms, they get remixed very heavily in subsequent games. A new Sonic game is practically new. Maybe some reoccurring, maybe like the you're drowning music <laughs> comes back, which I, speaking of getting an emotional response, all you need is the amount of new tracks in a Sonic game. Every new level has a, even between the acts in a Sonic game, you know, they'll change the instrumentation or the arrangement. I'm thinking of like Sonic Mania. There's a level called Press Garden. And the first act is, it's in 6-8. So it's, and then it slows down to a smooth jam for no reason in act two and goes, and I'm like, where did this come from, Sonic? When did you have to turn into baby making music? So... That's a weird way to end this one. I will admit, I will admit, but I think on that one, but okay, it's true. It's true. But like, yeah, for every Sonic game, there's new music. I've said it before, even in Sonic's shitty games, and there have been a lot of shitty games, there is banger tracks, all of them. Sonic Mania, Sonic 06, which is an often hated game, has amazing orchestration in that. It's the, the, we're looking at whole franchises, Zelda, reuses the hits more than Sonic the Hedgehog. In terms of sheer amount, it's Sonic for me. There we have it, our first vote for our champion. Sonic the Hedgehog comes out with a one nothing early lead over The Legend of Zelda, uh, perhaps to the surprise of none at this point, but we'll see what the rest of our panel has to say. Jacob, we're going to throw it to you. This is your final vote in our bracket. Which franchise gets it? Well, first of all, how appropriate is it that we're back to a Sega versus Nintendo battle it out for the final? I mean, that's just perfect, really. Um, so I'm glad I'm glad that came up. Um, oh, this is as it should be. This is very tough. Um, you know, both of these both of these franchises have had a, a very long impact on my life. I probably uh, I probably have the most hours of gameplay among all the franchises that we've talked about in this bracket with Legend of Zelda. <clears throat> excuse me, but Zel- but sorry, but Zonic, excuse me, Z- Sonic, wow, <laughs> Sonic is not far behind. Uh, I've played a lot of various Sonic games uh, throughout its franchise. I have to go back, though, to what music means within the game itself. And for that, Zelda has my vote. Um, Sonic, if we're looking at these two side by side, and maybe that's why it's, it's nice that we can actually put them up against each other sonic is great for um having i don't call it background music because it's kind of like dissing it but it is kind of background music i mean it's there's a lot of episodic stuff going on 
Um, and but when it comes down to fitting the music into the gameplay and putting you into the world in which you're exploring, um, interacting with other characters through music and through instruments that you're given, I think Zelda has to take it here. And just from a pure like quality of music over an entire franchise, I think Zelda Zelda takes it here. We have ourselves a match in the finals as The Legend of Zelda knots it up one-to-one off the strength of that uh, ringing endorsement from Jacob. We're throwing it over to Sean to break the tie. Which franchise is going to take the 2-1 lead here? Your last vote. So, unfortunately, my championship happened last round. Um, No, I got to give this to Zelda hands down, uh, for myself at least. Um, Sonic is, you know, and I, I... truly listen to everybody i like everything that everyone said i i do believe sonic is a good you know it's a great franchise of course it, it's we are you know we're taking the top seed on one on one side against the top seed on the other um and it, it is truly a true match but for me personally I, I mean i think i've said everything i can up until this point about legend of zelda like it is just bar none my favorite franchise of all time music included just how how many memories I have with it, how fun it is to play, how much the music brings to the gameplay. Sure, Sonic has a lot of diversity in it, but like Legend of Zelda, the music fit with what you were doing, truly. Um, it, it, it just, I don't know, it just, it, I can iconically remember way more, not just because I played more, but simply because it, it had more feeling behind it. Um, man, my vote's got to go to Legend of Zelda. And The Legend of Zelda is one vote away from winning the championship. Sonic, one vote away from being defeated so close to the end ring here. Jeremy, we're going to throw it to you. Does The Legend of Zelda take the crown here? Does Sonic nod it up? What does our final vote from you look like? I could sit here for an hour listing the pros and cons of both of these soundtracks. Um... Please do. I have all the time in the world. (laughs) This I mean, is, I've got school tomorrow, so I should uh, eventually I, sleep. Yeah. See, I, I've been sitting here trying to figure out which one I'm going to vote for. It, it is that tough of a matchup for me because of different reasons. Uh, and everybody's listed those, whether it be whether it puts you in the game or it's just like an iconic soundtrack. And we're talking about the best video game soundtrack of all time. They both have iconic soundtracks in their own way. So we have what? Zelda with two and Sonic with one, right? Yep. I'm going to be a dick. Uh, Sonic's going to get my vote and we're going to throw this to the bracket master. You tell us what you think is the best. You voted with chaos energy. The chaos vote for Sonic. Chaos energy. Just snorting the emerald up before you casted that vote. Uh, We do have ourselves an all-important game five here, in a sense, between The Legend of Zelda and Sonic the Hedgehog. It all comes down to this. It all comes down to the final vote of this tournament. Chris, you started this entire endeavor off by creating the bracket. It is, in some sense, only fair and fitting that it ends with you and the final vote. But before we hear from you, buzzer beaters. Who's got one? Uh-huh. Moo Man, I see the hand raised. You have 30 seconds. All right. So I already mentioned the sheer amount of volume, but it goes even deeper than that. Let me introduce you to the soundtrack of Sonic CD, a game with so much music. It has an entire Japanese soundtrack and an entire American soundtrack for every level, and they both kick ass. Do you want to go deeper? Let's go deeper. The DLC 
to Sonic Lost World includes music from not only Yoshi's Island, but The Legend of Zelda. That's right. It was in the house all along. The Legend of Zelda theme is a Sonic song. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Wow. Well, did not see that plot twist a coming, but the buzzer beater has been launched. Chris, the final vote of this entire tournament comes to you. Who is taking the crown? For those who are listening in, my son has just shotgunned the rest of his soda, a la having to get the liquid courage it needs to make <laughs> just this Just leave vote. the bottle, barkeep. <laughs> While you all were talking, I... I pulled out my phone to check my personal playlist that I walk around listening to in the background. And song number 43 out of 98 is Save Yourself by 1OK Rock, which was made for Sonic Frontiers. My vote goes to Sonic. Wow. And that's how this cookie crumbles. With that, the champion has been crowned in a nail-biting three-to-two affair. The overall one seed from the right-hand side of the bracket, Sonic, has taken down the overall one seed from the left-hand side of the bracket. The Legend of Zelda and Sonic, you are now officially the greatest video game music of all time as this bracket reaches its game over screen. You know I, what? Maybe the youth are going to be okay. Maybe the youth, I think the next generation will be all right. I cannot wait to see the comments on this one. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank our panelists uh, one more time for embarking on this journey uh, with me. I would also like to give each of you a moment uh, just to let the listeners know where they can find you or uh, barring that something you'd like them to learn more about. Chris, our racket master will start with you. Uh, anything you'd like to say, anything you'd like to plug, the time is yours. Um, I don't really have anything to plug, given my childness. So, riveting stuff there, son. I don't really have a plan here. I'm gonna be honest. All right. Uh, any final words for the listeners then? And on something uh, that isn't so awkward, silence. Undertale was robbed. It was robbed. All right. Let's go ahead and mute that microphone. He's clearly gone nuts. Uh, Moo Man, we're going to come. Sarsaparilla for that man. Cut him <laughs> yeah, off. Cut him <laughs> off. Uh, Moo Man, we're going to come to you. Same opportunity. Anything you'd like to say? Anything you'd like to plug? The time is yours. Second, Chris, opposite problem. I got too many things to plug. Um, all right. So first and foremost, my trivia channel, there is no easy mode. We do trivia every Thursday or trivia adjacent content every Thursday, as well as some gameplay streams once in a while there. Uh, I have some old projects, which you can go back and listen to that I don't really update anymore. Uh, a live comedy debate show called Geeks versus Nerds, where we do uh, pop culture matchups in a kind of comedy debate style. Stuff like uh, 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 Spock versus Darth Vader, vampires versus werewolves, who would throw the most awesome Halloween party, uh, Ash Williams versus Hellboy, who is the best blue collar fighter of the macabre, that kind of stuff. I used to do that back in Hel uh, Vancouver, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, an unfinished podcast that probably will never be finished called Boozing and Bonding, where me and my buddy would get drunk and watch James Bond films. Um, and I don't get paid for more. you guys watching this more, but I am an animator during the day. Uh, a project I just worked on came out on uh, former HBO Max, now Max, called Young Love, based on a uh, 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 Oscar-nominated short called Hair and Love. So that's up there. And if you have Apple uh, TV+, Plus, I worked on a couple of Snoopy shorts on that as well. Um, Camp Snoopy, the series, and uh, a couple of these specials like uh, To Mom and Dad from Love and 
like a New Year's special. I can't remember the name of it. So yeah, go, go pause the credits and be like, I know that guy from the podcast I listened to. I've known you for a couple of years now, uh, Moo Man, and that's the first I've heard about your day job. So thank you so much for sharing that. Not well, just the never but asked. <laughs> well, that's largely accurate. That's uh, let's send it over to Jacob. Any shout outs, any plugs, anything you'd like to say? The microphone is yours. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. This was an absolute blast to do. Um, if you are ever in Louisville, Kentucky, and you want to come do a show, I have uh, seven shows in the surrounding areas. Uh, per week that you're welcome to join um, you can find me on facebook and or instagram at hindsight trivia that's h-e-i-n-s-i-g-h-t trivia um yeah that's pretty much all i got all right thank you so much for that jacob we're going to pass it on over to sean sean what do you want to say what do you want to plug final words from you yeah this has been a treat um but yeah about myself here uh i'm you know hail from the southwest suburbs of chicago i own and operate a small board game cafe called critical grind come check us out we do trivia uh tcg nights uh, rpgs um and a little bit of everything just a fun place to hang out meet new people play games I can absolutely confirm every one of those points. Uh, fifth, and certainly not least, Jeremy, we'll come to you. Uh, what would you like to say to the listeners before we wrap up? Uh, this was a lot of fun. There were some really tough choices in here. Um, I have opinions, but that is what it is. Um, you could find me in uh, a couple places. First would be uh, Thursday nights, if you're in the trivia space. Uh, Brian Nash is kind enough to come on to my Twitch channel, and we put on a show of his geek trivia with the last round being written by me based on a suggestion from a random dice roll for the teams for the week before. So check that out Thursday nights, 930 central twitch.tv slash LK Jeremy. Uh, you can also hear me on the PTE network podcasts, uh, particularly the uh, pub trivia experience uh, at least once a month. And uh, make sure you check out Jay, who is not going to do a plug at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage and courage with a K because the hardest working woman in trivia. Oh, I was going to do a plug, but thank you for doing my work for me. Uh, as for me, as you heard from uh, Jeremy, you can find me on Twitch a couple nights a week. In the Chicagoland area, just look for Liquid Courage Entertainment. I host some live pub trivia and trivia adjacent games. Uh, Courage with a K there. Um, in addition, I am the creator and uh, commissioner of the World Trivia Federation. Details in the... Uh, the link that will be underneath this episode to my link tree, which has 35 other things, because in addition to all the other projects that are uh, known about, I do want to, the listeners to know that they can find me as the host of the newest podcast on the PTE network, Verboten, starting in November. Spoilers. Is this, is this exclusive? Is this, is this the first being announced? Uh, this will not be the first time it's announced to the listeners, oh, okay. but this is the first time I'm saying it on a microphone because the arrow of time is weird. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. We should be launching in about a month. Uh, to find out more about that show and everything else that falls under the PTE Network umbrella, make sure you head over to ptebb.com after the show where you'll find links to all the shows. You'll find our Facebook page for fans, our Discord for discussion, and opportunities to be a guest on future editions of Broozy Bracketology. Uh, we'd also really appreciate if you consider just spreading the word, leaving a review, uh, or if you can, even consider supporting our projects on Patreon. Uh, we understand times are tough, money is tougher, but uh, if you're looking for something to promote, 
why not a network of really awesome shows that entertain you several times a week? Uh, with all that said, thank you again for going on this ride uh, with me, panelists, and listeners, with all of us, uh, and for all of us at Boozy Bracketology, I've been Jay. I've been Chris. I've been Moo Man. I've been Jacob. I've been Sean. And I've been Jeremy. And we'll see you soon.